0: I didn't know what oh you were doing. <laughs> I was waiting. I thought you were in the middle of a sentence.
1: I didn't want to start. The I'm middle always of in sitting. the middle of well, a sentence, that's true. so it doesn't really change. That's so. true.
0: But uh, yeah, it does give me hope for the future, however. so Does it? Yes. Yes, because we're all business today.
1: All we business. are.
0: The home of professional podcasting, At what and point? I had somebody send me a message and quote that back to us, uh, to me in it a was, snarky way. <laughs> no, actually, I was making a comment. I said, well, I heard the podcast. I'm like, I've." apologize in advance for anything that, that I, I, said. I, I
1: always get a kick out of that when people say i was listening to the podcast or why isn't the podcast posted this week or that <laughs> da, 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 da. i'm like oh people are actually but listening. somebody is actually paying somebody's attention so thank you and for they say well
0: it sounded like professional podcasting to me i'm
1: like cool
0: boom there you go cool. that's still, what we do
1: i'm still into my food bites podcast that i talked about last week no i'm hungry you're talking about I'm not really hungry. I'm about eggs this week nice. I like eggs.
0: We have a lot of eggs.
1: My hey. neighbor and I are talking about getting a chicken coop because you can have a chicken coop in town now with, what? Up, with up to 5 chickens.
0: In town? Mm-hmm. In the village. In the village. Mm-hmm. When did this happen? I
1: don't know. There's a thing in the in the laws. You can have a chicken coop with up to 5 chickens. So my neighbor and I are thinking about having a co coop.
0: I have thoughts. Well, I like chickens. I, I like too. eggs. Here's my one issue. I like freedom. I just find inconsistency and hypocrisy well, true, but to what, be odd.
1: Well, what else is new? Here's my one issue that I think about having chickens. Not not worried hypocrisy about...
0: Hypocrisy was too strong a term. No, it's not. Inconsistency is
1: what I I don't mind cleaning up after chickens. Don't mind collecting eggs. Don't mind whatever. What I do mind is, what are you supposed to do then when the chicken gets old or whatever? <coughs> is that really what you do?
0: i just take them out to the back corner of the village over here and let the coyotes have them.
1: Well, they are coyotes in those backwoods. I'm a little nervous about it. But then I'm what do kidding. you kidding. Do? We do
0: not recommend feeding the coyotes your Some
1: chickens. Coming up. But what do you do? Do you chop their head off? Can can you use those chickens then? G-
0: generally those chickens will let you know, that they will cease to live on their own. Excuse food, me,
1: so. ma'am. Will you chop my head? Yeah. But can you eat them then? Or are they too old and tough?
0: Um, I don't have enough expertise in that to, to chicken, say for sure. Shelly can tell you.
1: Charlotte, i remember my grandma used Charlotte to can talk tell you about... for sure
0: i i'm sure that i'm sure that you can whether they're of the same quality or not, it's I like a
1: two-year-old chicken i don't know if that's because how long do chickens live a couple um, years yeah, no,
0: longer than i think they live as long as rabbits but
1: i don't know how long rabbits i don't have. really know. I remember my grandma talking about cause she grew up on a farm just mm-hmm. going and whacking the chickens head. we were mostly you gotta do what you gotta do
0: yeah i mean my mom has the layers i avoid them because i think chickens smell bad and
1: i don't like I chicken. generally don't like birds that much but I think they're a little creepy but
0: but i like eggs I I do like, like eggs. to eat chicken like we chicken. raise meat birds um meat but birds. those
1: nice um, <laughs> pretty, a meat, pretty it's sure all that's a no <laughs>
0: pretty sure that's a no but anyhow as uh, somebody
1: said that to me the other yeah. day and i was like Ooh.
0: but our our meat chickens they don't we don't have to worry about them living that long, because mm-hmm. it's like Six weeks, eight weeks, and there you go. Oh, um, so you raise them
1: specifically for me? Yeah, this is not a chicken podcast. I just
0: no, there are those available. I'm sure and, there are. And I can recommend some to you, actually. But
1: anyway, this is a uh, professional. Podcast.
0: <laughs> so professional. We are just. I know you're I know that
1: you're not caught up on one call of the heart, so I can't talk to that. Talk about you. Talk about that. With I'm you.
0: just literally not caught up on anything. There's not any part of my life that I'm caught up
1: because it's a very good season thus far. I think you'll enjoy it once you get. Well, all right. Anyway, is there
0: is there any uh, any rootin' tootin' gunfights going on in there?
1: Not so far, but it looks Um, like there might be a lot of prayer this season. All right, like open prayer, which I'm like, okay, let's get to it. The the Canfield, good stuff happening
0: with the Canfield boy.
1: Yeah, so far, all right, better stuff. They're also touching on racism, which I find very interesting for Hallmark hmm. because that kind of stuff. And Candace Cameron just announced that she's making a move from Hallmark. She's quitting Hall Hallmark, and she's moving to GAC. Well, all right. So you heard it here first.
0: You go, Cameron. Anyway.
1: Hello. It was it's Easter. It's Beret it was now, right? Beret. Yeah. It's uh, Easter was his last weekend. That feels like 10 years ago. It does.
0: It's Wednesday, and I feel like it's, you know, Wednesday of the following month or something. But, you know, that I guess that's really kind of the point. We have this high-point holiday, uh, Christmas as well, but but really Easter is the high holiday for us. And ultimately, every Sunday, the reason Christian worship is on Sunday rather than on a Saturday, as Sabbatarians would often recognize as as a Sabbath, Um the reason Christians gather on Sundays to commemorate the Lord's resurrection, and so as we do that, every Sunday is essentially that that resurrection Sunday, that Easter celebration. But then we single out the the one following Passover, you know, in this in this specific time, um, to focus our attention on that and. The challenge then is to live the resurrection every day, to, to keep that ever before us. And it's easy for us to um, to just slide into everyday stuff. And you know, you and I've talked about that so many times uh, that it's so easy for us just as we're going through life, the, de- the devil's going to work hard to uh, deceive, distract, and discourage us. And as we um, get distracted or, or you know, the, the weeds of life want to choke us out. Um, we have to stay rooted and grounded in Christ. And when we look at like John 15, for example, that concept of abiding in him, uh, there's, there's, uh, it's abiding is passive, but it's all, oh, there's an active sense to mm-hmm. it where I, I need to make sure that I stay connected to, to the branch. If I'm a vine of that branch, um, i can't be disconnected and we recognize that our natural tendency is to wander you know right. i might have wandering on my mind cuz i'm getting ready for numbers coming up here and so uh, the book. wandering of, of israel is it's in our nature it's, it's what we do because we have this sin nature it's not how we were created but because we we wander from god regularly sometimes in rebellion mm. sometimes in just Plain old distraction. We get busy. Uh, How often have most of us, you know, said, oh, I'm going to pray more. I'm going to spend more time in devotions. And life gets busy. Uh, You know, Mm -hmm. I'm going to spend some extra time, um, whatever, in the morning before I start my day. And so for a week or however long we maybe get up a little early or carve out a little extra time. Uh, And then it just gets easier to sleep an extra 15 minutes. Or, you know, we... Or you scroll know scroll through
1: Instagram instead right or, or
0: we spill the oatmeal and, right. and you know spend our day with that and then we're out of the habit and that's i mean it's all it takes look at what covid has done uh to to so many folks where the the pandemic is over there's no question about that that's that's you know pretty much a, a universally understood reality doesn't mean that covid doesn't exist there will never be a zero covid time but like anything else it, it it's run its course as a as a pandemic right you know but in that period of time it has utterly disrupted the habits right. of worship of most of the country i mean you're you're looking at folks across the country who are impacted churches closed i mean we have as many churches closing as we do restaurants you know there's just it's disappearing uh you, you see the congregations disappearing over and over and over again and when church is already on the decline. Mm-hmm. And then something disrupts it. We, it. It's not hard to see how that falls away. It, you know that that doesn't happen everywhere. Um, we, I know that we have some folks uh, in our congregation that have uh, not gotten, uh, I guess I'll say not not gotten their habits back. Mm. You know, I don't know if that's the best way to say it, but, um, but I'm still waiting for some more coffee. So that's what you get today. Um, but uh, listen to me, something like you and I got to have my coffee to to so,
1: son, be thinking. you have been here. doing this for a long time. I am uh, bound to rub off on some. I, I t- reject. not the good ones. I
0: reject the habitual stronghold of caffeine. I, so that's it. No more I do not. Um, <laughs> but you know, we have a lot of folks that that uh, have, over time, worked their way back into that habit, and right. um, you know, my wife said not too long ago and just you know mention it again on Sunday that you know there was a time when you know maybe you could you know we could take a Sunday off or something. But even aside from pastoral responsibilities, it's it's been such an ingrained part of our lives mm. from from childhood through adulthood that the idea of not being at church on Sunday is it was pretty much unthinkable for us. I mean, it's like it was so weird when we were doing the the. Uh, you remember how much fun it was to do the recorded services for that short right. shutdown well, period. Especially we on through. Easter,
1: because then it was Easter Sunday. Because and that was and the, we were watching it. Yeah, it was the we were, second pre-recorded it.
0: The second Sunday of the shutdown right. for us. Right. We had been here exactly one year in this building, and you know when you get to that to record Easter Sunday, we did it on, on Saturday. Saturday, right? not be together with the congregation on this majestic uh, on any Sunday, but on this majestic Sunday, it was it was weird. weird. It was very very difficult to feel the same feelings when you're not in the same setting with the same synergistic um you know cooperation in worship. And there is something unique about corporate worship. It's 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 what God has called us to do. And we see it in the Old and New Testaments. It's not, you know, it's not even specifically just a a Christian thing. We see this throughout. In, in I don't know of any religion where that's not the case. Of any actual religion uh, where you have uh, systematized practices, uh, but for sure in the three major theistic religions of the world: in Christianity, and, and Judaism, and Islam. Um, the, the corporate gathering is a huge part of that. Mm-hmm. That's very, very significant. Now, <clears throat> because I've used the word religion several times and compared Christianity to the other two, uh, I, I want to clarify, as I generally do, that Christianity is not, strictly speaking, a religion. It is an embrace of reality. And uh, when we use Christianity terms of world religions, we are putting it on par with other things. Judaism uh, should be... And I would say that that the the modern uh, when I say modern I mean like you know Second Temple Judaism coming forward uh, once we got past the Old Testament and probably you could say even in the Old Testament uh, much of Judaism is not what God intended mm. for that uh, and Christianity is the completion of that so uh, if we have any. Uh, Jewish listeners, they might be upset by that. I would love to talk to you about it. I think it's it's a worthwhile conversation to have. I'd love to talk to uh, Ben Shapiro about it sometime, but uh, he hasn't called. Anyhow, uh, as we are uh, going through our our consideration of uh, world religions, we really do need to set Christianity apart as a separate thing. And um, it, it has very little to do. In fact, I would say almost nothing to do with the way we generally think of religion in the binding back of our behaviors and, and fitting into a, a certain system of beliefs that we assent to. Uh, in that sense, we tend to look at religion as a sociological phenomenon that's mm-hmm. good for society or, as many today would say, bad for society. Uh, and I think overwhelmingly, the evidence historically has, has been that um, religion is good for a people. Some are better than others. Some are worse than others. But that's not really what we're talking about when we're talking about Jesus Christ. We're talking about truth claims. And this is what uh, is really at the heart of religion. So that's why I think looking at it sociologically is a dangerous thing. Um, You cannot, Islam and Christianity cannot coexist uh, as co-equal, concepts. Right. They are they have antithetical truth claims. They both claim exclusivity to reality. And uh, it's not when I say coexist, I don't mean that we we have to go killing each other. Obviously right, right, right. that's not that's not that's the good. Christian way. It's not what we do. Um, and that's not recommended at all. It's frowned upon in polite society. But the the idea that we should all just you know it's all the same. It's all you know this, all a path to God and uh, I think we talked about this uh, in the last couple of podcasts that Jesus doesn't give us that option, right? Yeah. It, it's, I am the way, the only way there is no other way. There's only one name by which we must be saved. Uh, we confess Christ or we are outside of, of a relationship with God and there are no other options. So we cannot place Christianity. And, and I think Easter brings that to a head. Um, interestingly, you know, we have a Catholic president and the Catholic president that we have didn't mention the Lord uh, on in his Easter comments. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that he has to, but when you've made your religion
1: no, no, a, I a
0: big part of, of who you are, <laughs>
1: right?
0: I don't know how you, you miss that specifically as a Christian. If you're a Muslim president or a Jewish president, okay, I get that, that of course. But even then, I, I don't know how you talk about a major holiday and ignore the crux of that major holiday. And I'm not even saying that as a criticism, just an, an observation of where we are in the world and how we view matters of faith. Right. You know, I was talking with a friend uh, recently who um, has some religious background, considers themselves spiritual but not religious. I think what they would identify as a Christian, but um, but identifying as a Christian is not the same as being a Christ follower and having sure. having uh, the life of Christ in you. The resurrection, as we see in the Gospels, is the crux of Christian faith. And you know Paul in 1 Corinthians 15 says if if there is no resurrection, then we're to be pitied above anybody. If only for this life we have hope, right. then our hope is worthless it's it, is it sociologically or psychologically beneficial yes uh there there's a sense in which uh, having a a sense a feeling of faith a feeling of hope even if it is a false one uh, can give psychological benefits but it doesn't give any true benefits because if i'm placing my hope in a life preserver while i'm drowning but the life preserver is made out of lead i'm I'm in trouble, right. right? That's not going to do me any good. Uh, it's So then I can believe in things that are not real. Christianity says this is not a matter of if you believe this, then it will become true. It's an external truth claim. Right. Uh, it, it's it's actually one of the things that bugs me about some of our Easter hymns, including, uh, including sometimes the one that we sing Sunday, He Lives. Great uh, hymn of Easter. <clears throat> he lives. He lives. Christ Jesus lives today. He walks with me and talks with me along life's narrow way. Uh, he lives salvation to impart. You ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart, and there's truth to that in the in the subjective personal experience. But that's not ultimately the claim of right, Christianity. Right. The, the resurrection is not a resurrection for Christ to live in my heart. Right. It's the it's the very literal physical death and resurrection of the historical Christ, the God Man. The, the the full deity of God made flesh, incarnate in the world, dying as a substitute for us, literally dying, and literally rising from the dead, and ascending into heaven in bodily form. That's not something that happens in my heart. It's right. not a subjective something that straight feeling. up happened. Right, right. Um, you know, I, I, there are so many songs that are about how you know he's risen in me. And and again, that's true in in a <clears throat> in a discipleship um, but sense. It also
1: almost but also, it also it, gives like more. a Jiminy Cricket feel. It really
0: does. <laughs> yeah, and, and and that's I think that's a, an appropriate way of, of saying it that we we equate uh, Christ with you know when you wish upon a star. Right. right? Uh, in fact, I just I was watching The Rifleman, my one of my favorite shows uh, from 1950. Nine or whatever it was, late fifties, and uh, one of the bad guys. There were two bad guys in there. They were posing as surveyors, and they're going to rob the bank mm. in the in the local town. Naturally, as one does. Yes, <clears throat> and so they're 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 there doing the surveying, but they're setting up the 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 robbing of the bank, and they were going to do it on Sunday. And the one guy says, "On the Sabbath, we're not going to do it on the Sabbath." They said, "Well, you're getting religious on me now. Well, you want luck on your side, so you um. don't want to, you know, you don't want to do it on the Sabbath." But that's kind of how we look at things. We see uh, Christ, we see we see Christianity uh, as kind of a rabbit's foot, as this panacea for life. That that you know, it makes me feel better. It, it helps me to get by. Helps me to deal with my stuff. Fix my marriage and and. You know, help my kids behave better and all these sort of, you know, therapeutic things. And that's not at all what the Bible promises. That's not what the Bible claims. The Bible claims that this is true. This is reality. Get on board with it. Mm -hmm. Simple as that that God has created and God is sovereign. And therefore, God doesn't answer to me. For what he does, I don't sit in judgment of God. He sits in judgment of me, and he doesn't even have to actually actively sit in judgment of me because he's d- designed reality to, in itself, be in judgment of my rebellion against him, which is a rebellion against reality. Right. So, <clears throat> so many of the of the maladies that we see in our world today come from this idea, even though we don't consciously actively do it. Uh, they, They come directly out of this rebellion against God as we are, you know, working on our own subjective truth, our own subjective identity, you know, regardless of biology, regardless of anything else, you know, this is how I feel. And so how I feel must be my truth, as if my truth is somehow a valid concept. We've and, talked
1: about that before, And that people saying, that's my truth, that's my reality, that's my whatever. Right.
0: And, and so we'll, no, what is it? <laughs> we'll claim that about the resurrection. Right. Well, that's, that's okay for you to believe that. That's what you believe. It's what, you know, I don't necessarily believe the same way, or I believe it, but it doesn't have the same impact. Man, if this doesn't change everything, then you don't actually believe it. You don't really get it. If you can contemplate that Jesus Christ is God, In flesh, come to save you from yourself from your rebellion against him, for which every moment of your existence in eternity ought to be damnation. Hmm. That I mean, the fact that we're sitting here talking is God's grace. And when I got out of bed this morning and took a breath, it's God's grace because he should have killed me in my sleep, I should have never been born other than to be in torment in hell right now for eternity. But by his great mercy, he saw fit to not only maintain his justice, but to be the one who justifies. Right. So he sent his son to save sinners. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, mm-hmm. far from him, not desiring him, desiring the benefits of God. And so, you know, we, we recognize the innate worshipful spirituality of human beings, which is why you see tribal religions and, 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 you know, we are religious by nature in some sense. But we don't seek God We seek a God created in our own image. We seek a God who explains the unexplainable and does what we want, but still stays on our leash, still stays in the the comfortable box that we place him in. The God who is, isn't interested in our leash or our boxes. It's just a foolish thought to begin with. But the fact that he cared about us at all, which he does not need to do, cared about us so much that while we're criminals re- rebels against him he went out of his way to take on our sin against him to pay that sin to pay for that sin at great cost to himself taking on flesh in the in the person of the son living a perfect life dying unjustly
1: right
0: and yet justly because he's doing it in our place rising from the dead to demonstrate exactly who he is, setting us right, completing the process, returning one day to reign on earth and to establish the creation uh, that he had in the beginning. If this doesn't shake us to our core, then we don't get it. And we haven't truly celebrated Easter. Mm -hmm. We might have had a great family dinner. We might have had some, some chocolate bunnies and all these kinds of things might have dressed up nice for pictures. But we haven't celebrated Easter until the fact that he is writ- has risen, that he is alive today, cuts us to the heart, shakes our very foundations, causes us no longer to want to live for ourselves, but to want to live for him. Mm-hmm. Then when we find our hope in him alone, now we've really grasped, the the beauty of what makes resurrection sunday such a significant thing
1: and i you know i think i touched on this either last week or the week before it continues to blow my mind that pretty much anybody on the planet will agree that jesus christ existed yeah. was a real person historical figure if you will but that's yeah only
0: the most belligerent opponents. Would, right. Would but for it. the
1: most part, even atheists believe that yeah. Christ was a real person. Uh, but then it just, it, so where's the block? Like, why does it stop then? And, and most even acknowledge that he was killed the way he was. But that's, the resurrection seems to be where it stops for so many. Like, it's just too fantastical or unbelievable. Or sure. And I understand. I get it. Guys rising from the dead is not something to hear about every day. But, but to believe so much and then to just stop where that hope comes, I just, that's like, that's a block for me. I just don't understand how we're not getting over that hump for, for for some people where you, where you just harden yourself to not believe that. I don't know. That's always struck me as, as very interesting and, and kind of sad actually, because you believe everything up to that point about Jesus Christ and then you just stop. Why believe some of it if not if you're not believing all well, you know?
0: Right. Because Jesus then becomes not actually Jesus, mm-hmm. but just another idol. We we have a need to worship, we have a need to put our faith in something, mm-hmm. but we don't want to give up our own lordship, so-called, of our lives. Romans three twenty-three says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. John one nine the true light that gives light to every man was coming into the world. It continues, he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, in case we think it's all us, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh, made his dwelling among us. We've seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John the Baptist, he's referring to here, testifies concerning him. He cries out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me, because he was before me. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses, grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but God the one and only, who is at the Father's side, has made Him known. So this picture of who Jesus is in coming uh, in coming to be a part of us, uh, it, it takes away our ability. If He is God. If he was in the beginning as the word, he is with God. He is God. Uh, Everything was created through him. He is the light that shines in the darkness. If this is all who Jesus is, then our option of keeping our comfortable life, doing what we want, goes away. Mm -hmm. So people love the idea of Jesus as we form him, not as he has revealed himself. Because we want God on a leash, we right. you know. So the the idea of the resurrection, the idea of a sovereign Savior who is actually our Lord. We love the Savior part. We love the idea that we can be clean and forgiven, and we don't you know. Uh, you know God gives us second chances and all these other things that we come up with. That's not how it works, but that, that's what we want. Mm-hmm. We want this soft salvation, and what God has always said from the beginning is, I created you for myself. I created you for a relationship with me. And that relationship must always recognize who he is and who we are in light of that. We are derivative of God or created in his image, not the other way around. And so it's necessary for us. If we're going to celebrate Christ as Savior, we have to celebrate Christ as Lord. Well, that's the problem that we had from the beginning. We we wanted to be in charge, and anything other than God being in charge, is it's death. It it is by its very definition death because we've cut off the source of life. So that that darkness we don't we don't want the light. We want the darkness. Right.
1: Well, we will stop there. If we could talk about this forever, but um, and we will, and we will. We will stop there for now though. Uh, so yeah, thank you guys for all who joined us on Easter and we'll be starting a new series, not this next week, but in a couple weeks. So join us for that. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions or comments, feel free to leave us a message at somethingrealifeonline.org or on Facebook or YouTube or leave us voicemails in the Anchor app or calling 269-756-RLCC. Thank you for listening. Thanks for, well Thanks for joining us on Wednesday. Oh, look at that timing. See too. you later. <laughs>